Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Acts of the Apostles in chapter 4. If you're going to read along in your pew Bibles, you can find it on page 122 in the New Testament. And we're going to come back to a few of these words here in a few minutes uh, during the sermon. So, um, so I welcome you to read along if you're so inclined. We're in chapter 4 of the Acts of the Apostles, verse 32. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of anything, but everything they owned was held in common. Now with great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. There was, now there was a Levite, a native of Cyprus, Joseph, whom the disciples gave the name Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. And he sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Rob Leverage. I am a United Church of Christ minister from the state of Iowa on the Mississippi River. It's great to be here in Ohio with you. It's a big week for Cleveland. A very exciting time to be in this particular town. But uh, it's, it's a blessing to be here with you. I'm uh, starting a new church, a new congregation in my town. And I brought a word to share with you this morning that is central to my life. Um, it is really part of what I'm doing day in and day out as we gather a new congregation. But it's a word that I believe has been central to the life of this uh, almost 200-year-old congregation in uh, its history and a word that will be central to its life in the future. And the word that I, I wanted to bring today is testimony. And another way uh, to express that would be testify, depending on uh, how you're using the word. So are you comfortable with the word testimony? That's my question to you. Do you use that word in the context of faith very often? Do you use the word testimony? Uh, do you talk about testifying in church very much? Is that something that some people are nodding their heads and some people are like, oh, what, what, are we, what are we doing? What are we talking about? Okay. I, I brought the word testimony to share, uh, brothers and sisters, because I believe that testimony is a very important and a very, very powerful thing to the life of Christian faith. Testimony gives reality to the truth that we speak. If you dare to say something that is really true, then the truth of the thing makes itself known. For example, if you love somebody, right, it's not enough just to feel that you love somebody, right? You gotta say it, right? right? But also, if you see something that's wrong, or if you see a danger in your situation, you don't wanna sit on that information. You need to speak up about it. If you see some injustice in the world, you need to testify to the truth of that. If, some, if you see some beauty or some potential in another person, I would ask you to tell that person and see the difference that, you, that it will make. If you know the truth, tell somebody. Testify, right? Now, we, we have a story from the Acts of the Apostles that we read this morning. And it is a story from the earliest days of the Christian church. And I wonder, is this a familiar story to people? I never know if this is a, a story that people have heard before. Now, I personally have heard this story from Acts uh, in churches at stewardship time. 
of the year uh, because it involves uh, uh, people who sell uh, property and lands that they own and they give the money to the church. Now, I just want to say that uh, I support that choice. If, uh, if any of you are considering making a, a decision like that, I will affirm you in that. But regardless of your real estate plans, I would like to dig into the meaning of the stewardship for these early Christians. And I want to make the case that their stewardship is actually about testimony. Okay? We're going to read, I'm going to read a line from the passage again. And I'd ask you to notice that in the early church, the financial generosity of people is inextricably linked to their spiritual generosity. The boldness of the giving is tethered to the boldness of their testimony. So let's hear it again. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands and houses sold them and gave the proceeds of what was sold. So we see that the sharing of food and the sharing of shelter and the sharing of money was simply a natural counterpart to the sharing of the story. And the people were willing to give what they had because they were willing to tell people about the hope that they had. They said, you know, God has done great things. It's amazing. And if God can do that, I can do this. They told the story. So my question to all of us, uh, to you and to me, is that are we telling the story? Are you and I telling the story? Now you might not be able to tell the same story that other people have told. You might not be able to say the exact same things that the apostles said 2,000 years ago if you personally have not seen the resurrected Jesus in the flesh the way that Mary Magdalene saw. So you might not be able to say that, right? And maybe somebody has given you their Christian testimony and you didn't really relate to that testimony. Maybe somebody knocked on your door and they told you their testimony or they accosted you on the sidewalk with a pamphlet and maybe you, you didn't really relate to what they said about their faith or, 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 you know, who knows. But just because you don't have the same words and that you would not say exactly what somebody else has said doesn't mean that you don't have a testimony. In the name of the resurrected Jesus, you might be able to say that you have seen God's love make a way where there seemed to be no way. Right? In the name of the crucified Jesus, you might be able to say that you have seen in your life forgiveness, reconciliation, healing, a triumph of justice against all odds. Have you seen that at some point in your life? When you saw it, did you see God in it? And if you did, have you shared the good news of that? The Bible says that if you give your testimony about the truth of God's love, Great grace will be upon you. That there is power in testimony. Okay? Testimony can change the world. It can change other people. It can even change you. Now, I've got a, a silly little example. It's kind, of, it's kind of a dumb example, actually, but I like to tell this example. Okay. So, has anybody seen the movie The Sixth Sense? Have you guys seen this movie? Okay? okay it's a big, big popular movie. And after the first service, somebody came up to me and they told me, that uh, they didn't even know what this movie was. So if you don't know what this movie is, okay, it's actually a very scary movie. So I'm not recommending that anybody go out and see this movie, okay? 
But um, when it came out, it was a cultural phenomenon, okay? It actually came out 17 years ago, which is crazy time flies, okay? So it's an old movie, but the ending of this movie it was such a shock when it came out that it was a, a real cultural phenomenon. You remember it not in your head, right? So to this day, I will not say anything about the ending of that movie unless I am sure that everybody in the room has seen the movie. Because I remember the excitement when it came out, that people were just blown away by the ending, okay? Now there's a couple facts about this movie, okay? This movie came out in 1999, and when it came out, it made more money at the box office on Sunday than it made on Friday. Which is, you know anything about the movie business, that's unheard of. People, people go to the movies on Friday and Saturday night, they don't go on you know, Sunday, right? Well, even more amazing, this movie made more money from ticket sales on its second weekend than it made on its first weekend. And that's unheard of in Hollywood because you always make you know, your big amount of money on the first weekend and you have half of the audience on the second uh, on the second weekend of a movie's release. So what made The Sixth Sense such uh, an exception to that rule? Well, I think you know. It's because the people who saw it were so amazed and affected by it that they went out and told people about it. They talked about it, and the more people talked about it, the more people wanted to go see it to see what the big deal was all about, right? Now, I like this movie. I thought it was pretty good. But at the end of the day, it is a Bruce Willis movie, all right? It's not, it's not that big of a deal. It did not change my life, right? But talking about it really affected people. And so that gets me to thinking that if we can make a difference by talking to people about a movie that we think is cool, imagine what kind of difference we can make if we testify boldly about things that actually matter, right? Think of the stories that you know about God working in people's lives. I've had people tell me stories about how they, they changed careers because God called them out, right? I've heard about people who have gotten free from addiction or survived the depths of depression and grief and despair because of God's faithfulness to their lives, right? I've heard about people traveling around the world because of what God asked them to do with their skills and their resources, right? The stories that we know from other people, what are those stories? What are the stories that you have from your own life? Stories of God's great deeds of power. You are meant to tell them. If you are a slightly less cynical person than you would be without your faith, tell somebody. Right? If you are a slightly more patient person than you would be without your faith, tell somebody. If you care about justice and peace because uh, the, of the words that Jesus keeps putting in your head, right? tell somebody. If you think that you see people a little bit more uh, the way that God sees people because the gospel is getting under your skin, tell somebody. If you have been bruised and broken, humiliated, exhausted, desperate, and by some providence, God's grace pulled you back from tumbling over the edge of whatever cliff you were standing on. Do you know that God might save somebody else from falling off the edge of some other cliff because you shared the story that God gave you to share about how grace saved you? Do you know that? It is true. Your testimony will make a powerful difference in the lives of other people. But I also want to say 
Your testimony makes a difference in your own life as well, okay? Your testimony makes a difference to others. Your testimony makes a difference to you. I gotta tell you, every preacher that I know, and absolutely every preacher's spouse that I know, will tell you that preachers don't talk about the values and, and the principles and the tips on living a faithful life and all the stuff that the preachers talk about. They don't talk about this stuff because they've got it all figured out and mastered it all. Oh, no, of course not. Absolutely not. Preachers talk about this stuff because they know it's true. And people need to hear the truth. Preachers themselves, especially. Every preacher is a member of his or her listening congregation. I personally have gotten to where if I'm going to pre preach some sermon about uh, patience or, or some other virtue that I don't possess, I have to tell my wife ahead of time so that she doesn't just bust out laughing in the middle of the sermon, right? <laughs> I have to warn her, you know, you have to take these precautions in, in, in this line of work, right? Uh, I don't preach that people should be patient or compassionate or anything else because I am that way. I preach about it because it's true. And if I speak it out loud, I'm going to get convicted. And I trust that God will use my own words on me to affect me as, as much as anybody else, right? There is good that happens in your own life when you speak your truth. When you tell your story, when you tell about how God is working in your life, it helps you remember who you are. Telling somebody else what you've been through and what God has taught you and done for you along the way helps you to believe in the person that you are meant to be, okay? So our scripture reading, I'm just gonna close with a, a story from, that is opened by our scripture reading, okay? Uh, when we read this short passage from the Acts of the Apostles at the very end of the Acts uh, of that passage, it introduces a character in the Bible that ends up being very important, okay? Just introduces him by name, okay? Now, this is not the most well-known character in the Bible, but I believe is a very, very important person in the Bible, okay? And the guy's name is Joseph, okay? Now, you've heard about Joseph from the Bible, right? It's not that Joseph. So you say, okay, it's the other Joseph. It's not that Joseph either, okay? This is, this is Joseph, whom the disciples called Barnabas, okay? Now, I love the name Barnabas. I have a three-year-old daughter, and I wanted to name her Barnabas. I thought that would be a great name for a little girl, you know? And so if anybody here is expecting and is looking for, you know, girls' names, I, I would highly recommend Barnabas. I think it's a great name. Um, and, and one of my favorite characters from the Bible. Now, later on, if we were to keep reading the entire book, The Acts of the Apostles, you would see that Barnabas became the mentor and the traveling ministry partner to the Apostle Paul, okay? They were, Paul and Barnabas were like a gospel preaching team, and they spread the good news of Jesus all over many, many different lands uh, over, over several years, okay? Now, scholars agree that the Apostle Paul is actually the, the, probably the most important person in the history of Christianity after Jesus Christ, okay? But Paul, in his early years as an apostle, was befriended and encouraged and mentored by Barnabas. But before all of that happened, Barnabas was just a guy who had recently decided to follow Jesus. And his name wasn't even Barnabas. His name was Joseph. But he had a field, and he sold it, and he gave the money to his new faith community. And because he did that, the disciples started calling him 
Barnabas, which means child of encouragement. They called this guy the encourager. Okay, you may have known somebody that um, that was their spirit. They're, they had a spirit of encouragement, and that's what you thought of when you thought of that person. Well, you may also know that in the Bible, it's actually a really big deal when somebody gets a new name. Have you ever thought about that? It's a pattern in the Bible. So the, the book of Genesis, for example, talks about um, God working with a couple of people named Abram and Sarai. But just as God was uh, revealing their destiny to be the parents of a great nation and showing them that he had plans for them, it was greater than they ever could have imagined. God started calling them Abraham and Sarah, and, and Sarah, right? New names. And Jesus had a friend as well, a friend named Simon. You may have heard of Jesus' friend, Simon. But he started calling Simon a new name, Peter, right? And Peter means rock, and he was teaching uh, Simon Peter uh, that his life would become a foundation upon which the church was built. So that's a new name. So Joseph had become a disciple, and he had joined a missional community, a group of people who were following Jesus together. And when he, as he joined that community, he was a part of a group that was welcoming people who were shut out of community. Together they, they cared for the sick. They provided for those who did not have the resources to meet their basic needs. They lived non-violently. They rejected behaviors and systems that dominate and dehumanize people. They did all of this while telling the story. Right? They told the story of what God had done in Jesus and what God was doing in their own lives, what God was going to do throughout the whole world. And they shared their stories and they shared their food and they shared their money. And it was the most natural thing in the world for them to do. And in this community of mission and testimony, Joseph shared his gift of land and, and money. And it was a natural extension of the man that he was becoming in Jesus Christ. And then they started calling him Barnabas the encourager and all of a sudden his name was his testimony right it was his name himself his testimony of God's great word was actually his own person right his own self he, he gave his testimony every time he introduced himself to somebody new because he would say hi my, I'm, I'm Joseph I'm, excuse me hi I'm, I'm Barnabas and he would say, I trusted God. He would start to tell his story. He would talk about how I gave a lot, I saw a lot of lives change for the, the better, and then I, I had the confidence to give even more. And then I wanted to follow Jesus, and so I did, and now because I did follow Jesus, I've been all over the world and I've seen, I've seen miracles and I've met people that I never would have met before and it's changed my life for the better. I'll never be the same because of who Jesus Christ is in my life. I'm Barnabas. It's nice to meet you. And we can see how testimony becomes a cycle, how a story can keep finding new words and re-expressing itself the more people we find to share it with. And we don't actually know the whole life story of Joseph who became Barnabas, but we know that he made disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Dozens, maybe hundreds, maybe thousands of people that he never would have met except that he was willing to tell his story. Your testimony makes a difference for other people. Your testimony makes a difference for you. Brothers and sisters, you've been given a name 
and you've been given a story. You are to be known by your name, and you are to be known by your story. Your story that says, I have seen a lot of things. I've been hurt by a bunch of things. God's brought me through some things, taught me some things, called me to some things along this journey. And right now, I am making my way, trying to respond to God's calling on my life. Your story matters. Tell somebody. Testify. Amen.